0: I'm Kaylee Moore. And I'm Emma Samasco.
1: Welcome to Freelance Writing Coach, your go to podcast for building a freelance writing business. In each 20
0: minute episode, we'll do a deep dive into one area of business with the hope that our insights as successful freelance writers will educate and inspire you.
1: Why did you become a freelancer? Was it for freedom, flexibility, probably not because you wanted to manage your own health insurance taxes and retirement did you know catch can do all of that for you catch offers benefits and personal payroll for the self-employed with catch you can shop for health insurance the same way you shop for a flight compare across carriers and find the best price catch makes it easy to renew your current plan find a better one or enroll for the first time even better all plans are ACA compliant, and Catch works on your behalf to get you tax credits that can save hundreds of dollars on your monthly premium. Open enrollment starts November first. Get organized for the year ahead. Get covered. Get Catch. Find the plan that's right for you at Catch.co/health.
0: Oftentimes, in our freelance writing businesses, we get stuck. And when we get stuck, there like are a number of things we can do to kind of unstuck ourselves, right? But one thing that comes up as an option is getting help from a coach. There are a number of coaches that specialize in freelance writing. In particular, Kaylee and I both do or have in the past. So today we're going to talk about freelance writing coaching, our experiences as coaches and what we see. Talk a little bit about like when coaching is a good fit and when it isn't, and like if it's a justifiable investment. And I want to go into this episode by saying, like, this is not a sales pitch to hire us as freelance writing coaches. It's really like we want to explore what that even is and and if it's something that's right for you. So, Kaylee, I'd love to hear from you. Like, have you worked with a coach before? I know you've offered coaching. Tell me a little bit
1: about your experience with, with freelance writing coaching. I have not worked with a coach before just because I'm really terrible at taking direction in general. And I feel like, Emma, you have sort of been my coach in a way. I know that you and I are peers, but I feel like you've been my sounding board and the person that I go to when I have questions about like, how do I deal with this? Or what do you think of that? So it's a form of coaching, I guess, in the form of friendship, (laughs) nothing formal, nothing like a paid working relationship or anything like that. I have offered coaching and I did that. It was part of my business for about three and a half years and was doing one-on-one coaching. Really enjoyed it. Just kind of got to the point where I was looking to do things that were a little bit more scalable with my time. I'm also really bad at being on the phone with people and like having calls scheduled. I get a lot of anxiety about having that built into my schedule. So it, it just wasn't a great fit for me at at a certain point. And so now I send a lot of my coaching client inquiries that I get through my website to you. So yeah, I've evolved with it over time, but I am curious because I know that it's something you're still offering. When did you start? And tell me a little bit about what your coaching services are like. Like, what do you include?
0: Yeah. So I started offering coaching about like maybe three and a half, almost four years ago. And I started offering it basically because like I wanted to have some offering for freelance writers that were like getting in touch with me that I didn't know how to help. I just felt like I was like part of this freelance writing community, but like I had no, like nothing formal that I could offer. It was before the days of this podcast, right? So I I mean, these days I point a lot of people to various episodes of the podcast when they want advice. But it was sort of born out of that and of me wanting to like give back to that community. I had done some coaching myself early in my business and it wasn't freelance specific. It was a business coach, but actually I've done it twice. And both times there were periods where I was like stuck and I was like, I just like need someone to get me out of my head and help me like work through some of these problems that I'm having. The first time I was like really burnt out and I was like, why am I burnt out? How do I get past this burnout? And I did maybe like eight weeks of sessions with someone and it did really help me like gain back control of my business. And the other time was as my business was scaling and I felt like I didn't have the systems in place and I hired like a systems coach to help me like figure out what systems were gonna make the most sense for me in my business. So I felt like both of those were incredibly valuable experiences. And when I worked with the systems coach, what she offered was like this intensive session where I filled out stuff before and then we spent the session like going over what I was going to do. And I really liked that model because I felt like it wasn't this kind of like nebulous, "Mm, like we're just going to like talk about all of the stuff like at length. It was more like, hey, we're going to use this session to like really get some stuff done and work through your biggest problems. And so I decided to use that model for my own coaching. So now what I offer is I offer one and a half hour, they're 90 minute sessions for freelance writing, like freelance writing coaching sessions. And I have people fill out a questionnaire before the call. It's pretty lengthy, but I found that in doing so, like, It really helps people define what exactly their problems are, what they want to go over. I review that and I take like a bunch of notes on it with different ideas about what I want to ask them about, but also like ideas for what I think they could implement. And then we talk through all of these things in the session. I give recommendations and advice. And then my goal from the session is to give three to five action items that they can immediately take. So like an action item might be like, you need to update your website to include like this offering that you have, or you need to raise your rates. And I want you to share your new rates with me next week. And I offer some support on all of those action items. So that's kind of how my coaching is offering and it is structured and I've had some coaching clients who've had come back and they're like, this was so helpful. I want to meet with you more often and we can do a la carte sessions. But a lot of times that kind of one intensive coaching session is enough to launch someone. So that's a little bit about what my offering is. Okay. Yeah. And I do want to say like, I don't think it's right for everybody. And I want to talk about that a bit. So like one of the reasons I wanted to do an intensive coaching session is because I felt like I could charge... Not that much for it, like for context, when I hired the systems coach, she charged like fifteen hundred dollars for a one and a half hour session, and I charged like three hundred and fifty dollars for the one and a, one hour and a half session. It's not a huge money maker for me, but I feel like that's a an amount that a freelance writer can justify, and I'm not requiring them to do it monthly and like trying to upsell them. I'm just trying to like give them value in a short amount of time. So I do think like sometimes the investment isn't worth it. And I'm curious if you've seen people like get sucked in by like bad (laughs) coaches or like programs that aren't actually that helpful and like what you've kind of seen in the space.
1: I think coaching is best served when people know their ideal learning style. So for example, I'm somebody who does really well with a self-directed online course because I can do it at my own pace on my own schedule. There's no calls. I don't have to be on any sort of timetable. And that works best for me. For other people, they like the accountability of, okay, I have to check in with another person once a week. I have homework to do. I have assignments, stuff like that. And so the coaching that I was offering was a four-week, we meet for 30 minutes once a week. It cost $1,000 total. So it was like two fifty dollars a session. And it was really for beginner freelance writers who were like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, where do I start? What are the things I need to have in place? how do I position myself, stuff like that. So we had each week just getting a lot of clarity and direction around what they're trying to do with their business. And so that was great. Like it was really helpful for the people who did it. I still work with and am in contact with a lot of those people that I did early coaching with. And so that has been really rewarding, kind of like what you said. But I think maybe for me, the 90 minute sessions would have been better just to get all of it out in one place. But I will say that what I found with my coaching style was I get really excited. (laughs) And so I dump a lot on the trainee within the 30 minutes that we had together. And I I feel like sometimes I left them feeling overwhelmed. So it was too much information in one sitting, even with the 30-minute break. And so I'm curious for you, how do you pace your 90-minute sessions?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it is challenging. And I think sometimes... My coaching clients do get a bit overwhelmed with all of the information that they're getting. I try and divide up the, like, before when we go into the conversation, I'm like, here are the things that I want to talk about today based on your questionnaire. So, like, we're going to spend, and and it's loosely defined, but I'm like, we're going to spend the first 20 minutes talking about your rates then we're going to talk about this, then we're going to talk about that. And I think it is like a ton of information they're getting. I try. So I send them like a really comprehensive summary of the call after so that they can kind of go through in their own time. And I also tell them that they can contact me at any time in the week after with additional questions on those action items or any other questions that they had. So in case like they were overwhelmed during the call and they didn't get some information or they want clarity they have the opportunity to do that and oftentimes they do come back and they're like wait I have a question on this one thing i don't think like coaching is a perfect science i think about like why people come to me and it's because they're stuck they feel like their business isn't running how they want and so like in many ways it's my job to give them like a bunch of ideas on how to get unstuck and because like i don't know what's going to work that's why it's an imperfect it's not a science, coaching. It's it's sort of like, well, based on what you're saying, here are like three or five things you could do that might help, but I can't sort of fix this for you, right? Like I can't, I don't have a magic wand. And so I, in some ways, I feel like it's my job to, I try not to dump out the information that much, but I, <laughs> sometimes that does happen. And I think in some ways it's the point, like it's, <laughs> I want to always make sure that my clients have room to talk and so that I'm doing a lot of listening as well. So it's not just kind of like, oh, here's what you should do for onboarding. It's like I try and start with like, tell me about how you're doing client onboarding right now. Walk me through what happens when a client gets in touch with you. And then I have them share their whole thing. I ask them how they, well, they think it's working. And then I give them suggestions on where they can improve based on that. So I really try and make it like about them and their unique situation as opposed to like generic advice. Although a lot of the advice winds up being similar person to person because a lot of people struggle with the same things or the same aspects with their businesses um, or they, they have the same holes. And I think you should feel comforted if you're out there and you feel stuck that like you are not alone. Because, you know, I work with coaching clients all the time that are struggling with various aspects of their businesses and they're often very similar.
1: Yeah. I think that that's a a good point for people who are maybe thinking about getting a coach or have wondered about it. Those are things to think about. Like what kind of coach do you want? Do you want somebody who is a fire hose of information and just kind of overload you with everything you need and answers all your questions and gives you a ton of resources to explore? Or do you want somebody who's more of a listener and is helping you troubleshoot? What are you looking for in a coach? And I think the other thing to think about is, can you talk to some of their past coaching clients and get some honest feedback on what the experience was like? Because the last thing you want to do is sign up for a very expensive coaching program only to find out that you don't really mesh with the person who's coaching you, or you don't like, the type of education or the format or the style. So I would definitely say before you invest anything into getting a coach, be sure to ask for, Hey, can I speak to some of your past coaching clients and get feedback from them directly? Not a testimonial, not a promotional video where they've said nice things about the coach. You want the real deal. What was it like working with this person? Yeah. I think
0: that's especially important if it's a huge investment and i think that like the way that i think about coaching investments is like is the amount that you're going to spend on coaching is that something you're going to be able to make back that's going to justify it so to me it's like with most of my coaching clients if they're spending $350 for that session and out of that session they have totally revamped their proposal process so that they win three more clients just this year right then like it's that, that one coaching goal has like paid for itself by leaps and bounds. I think the harder cells, and I'm not saying like my coaching is model is perfect because I think it's very limited, right? It's like one session, but I think ones that are harder is like there's coaches that like want to charge you like 1500 or $2,000 a month, or they have a program that's $20,000. And that is when I think you need to really like, so I did a mastermind group that was like that. I think it was like 12 or $15,000. And I did end up making that back and it did end up feeling like it was worth it. Did you say 12,000? Yeah, for like a year because it was like $1,000 a month. Yeah, that's a big investment. Yeah. It was 100% worth it. I think the first year I did it, I grew my business by like 50 or 60%. Like I really was at a point in my business where I felt like I needed more. And to vet that was much more intense. Like the difference between like $12,000 and $350 is like tenfold, right? Like that, that I mean, more than tenfold, 20fold. So vetting that was, like, very different than vetting, like, even the $1,500 thing that I did, right? So I think that, like, you have to think about, like, what do you want to get out of it? And the coaching clients who fare the best are people who, like, really have an idea of where their pain points are or what their goal is and what they want things to be like, and they sort of have an understanding of what they're struggling with because I think sometimes people come into it and they're like, if things feel broken, fix it. And I mean, <laughs> I can say, hey, here are the holes that I'm seeing, but if they don't really have goals or ideas about where they want to go, it's really hard for me to give recommendations and
1: advice to help them get to where they want to be. Yeah. I think one of the other interesting patterns I noticed when I was doing one-on-one coaching was that- freelancers are very lonely individuals. And so sometimes it seemed almost like the people who were paying for coaching really just wanted some human contact. <laughs> they wanted they wanted a friend and they wanted somebody to talk to on a weekly basis. And so, I mean, we've talked about the need for community before, and I think that that's part of it. But if you're going to invest in coaching, I think, like you said, you need to have clear direction on what the outcomes are going to be. It's not just oh, I'd love to check in with somebody once a week or, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's also, I don't think, probably the best use of time and money. I think it's a good use of time.
0: I'm just not sure about the use of the money. Like, I And I think that's why it depends, like how much money are you making in your freelance business and how much are you investing in this? Because I do think there's people who are like, if I just had an opportunity to talk to someone who is more experienced with me than me once a week, For whatever amount of dollars, that's worth it, and they really feel that. But I think that again, if it's like the offering is like so expensive, and your business is not doing that well, I think I'm sensitive to it because there are a lot of coaches out there who are very like selling snake oil. Um, Yeah, not necessarily in the freelance writing field, but like in general. So I'm like just a bit weary of coach, even as someone that does freelance writing coaching, like. I'm just a bit wary of coaches in general because I think sometimes they're selling things that they can't really like deliver on. And when I sell my coaching services, I'm like, this isn't like a guarantee that you're going to be a six-figure freelancer. There's no like g- guarantees about what this comes out of this, right? Like, because that isn't what coaching is. Like, I don't believe in that. It's more about having someone to kind of help you and guide you along Um, And I do think that if you kind of identify, let's say that you're like, well, I'm lonely. I'd really like to talk to someone once in a while. It's like maybe coaching is a good fit, but maybe finding other freelance communities or better fits or like making more effort to make friends where you live is a better option. Like there's more than one way to skin a cat,
1: right? Yeah, go to therapy, you know, like maybe you need a therapist to talk to. Maybe you need an objective third party and nothing wrong with that. It's just, again, getting some clarity around what it is you need. The other thing I wanted to touch on, since we're getting close to the end of the episode here, one thing that was kind of shocking to me was that some people would come into coaching with really high expectations as far as, okay, I want to learn how, this is a very specific example, but I want to learn how to pitch publications and I want you also to connect me to your editor. And so making an ask like that is 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 not usually at all within the scope of what coaches provide. They're not there to to open the door for you. They're there to teach you how to do the thing, right? Yeah.
0: That's like a nuts kind of ask, I think. That's wild, actually. Yeah. But it happened a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So they're like, oh, I see you write for Forbes. Like, how can you get me an intro to someone at Forbes, like they believe that they're- Also then make the intro for me, please. Yeah, like they think that they're paying almost for like your networking and for you as opposed to like doing the work. That's interesting. One thing that has happened with my coaching clients is like, I once I get to know them and their work, I often end up referring them if a project comes across my desk. So it's not something that I like would advertise- But it's something that sometimes I tell them where I'm like, now that I know that this is what you do, if I see projects that are good fits for you that come my way, like I'll send them to you. So I think the same for you. Like if you did work with a coaching client and you thought they would be like a great fit for something, you wouldn't hesitate to refer them.
1: Of course, yeah. But it's never a guarantee or a promise that I make going in.
0: Yeah, and I I also think that if that's what someone is trying to get out of it, they're not like sort of in it for the right reason, so to speak, right? Like I think you do it so that you can learn, so that you can apply the principles. And there may be other unexpected and great benefits of connecting with someone that's like farther ahead than you, right? But it's not really like about parlaying the coaching into like something else.
1: Yeah. The name of this podcast is The Freelance Writing Coach. So I think that that's one way to think about what coaching is. It's advisory, it's insight, it's perspective from just a few people or one person, if you're working with an individual. And it doesn't always have to be outcome related. It can sometimes just be, I need a sounding board on this, or I need some perspective. I need somebody to troubleshoot with, things like that. And so that's what we're hoping to provide here, kind of at scale through this podcast. But if you need more intensive one-to-one support, you can do that through an actual coach or like a coaching program, something like that as well. Yeah. I think like
0: the podcast is purposely meant to help everybody think through their businesses and through some of these topics and lots of the advice that I give on the podcast, I also give to freelancers that I work with as, as coachees. But I think when coaching is really helpful is if you are like personally stuck And you feel like you don't know the next step that you can take. And if you feel like you can afford the investment, then it may be a good idea to pursue it.
1: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Freelance Writing Coach Podcast. If you want more
0: tips, tricks, and resources for building your business, visit FreelanceWritingCoachPodcast.com.